Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Accessible Technology Podcast, hosted by me, Babes Now. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, this is a podcast that is all about how we can make everyday technology more accessible for disabled people, which is something that I have had an interest in for a very long time, given that I am paralysed from the neck. So in band, therefore, I can only use technology by using a chopstick or a stylus in my mouth. So if that sounds like something that you are also into, you can follow the podcast now by searching for the Accessible Technology Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. And I also update it three times weekly. So if you are into it, then please consider following. In this episode, I'm going to be giving you an audio version of the article that I wrote on whether or not the games should be considered an equivalent for disabled sports, and where I give my side of the story and argue in favour. But as the days episode is not on our product. There's no additional notes. However, I just want to explain that the main audio for this was recorded last year in 2022 before the Commonwealth Games took place. So that's why a wee bit of the terminology is talking about some dates that have now taken place in the past. But now that I've said all that, let me jump straight into this episode. The Commonwealth Games will run from July the 28th until the August the 8th from Birmingham, making it the fourth time that England has hosted the Games. Having first been held in 1930, the Games has changed its name a lot over the years, reflecting the change from Empire to Commonwealth. The format has changed a lot as well, with 2002 marking the first year that disabled sports was included. But since the beginning of this year, there have been discussions around the possibility of esports being added into the Commonwealth Games, which has also been discussed as a possibility for other sporting tournaments as well, such as the Olympics. I would like to add my voice into the debate suggesting how it might be a good idea to consider adding e-games to disabled sports and what technologies there could let this happen. 
Well, there are many points I wanted to be at concerning whether or not video games should be included in the Commonwealth Games. The one point people against it would make is that it isn't actually a sport. However, for people like myself who are very severely disabled, she could make a case or power sports in general to include them. If we consider how many disabled people could take part if the right technology was provided, but can't at the minute because their disability is too high. Adding some light in on the UK, the UK has the biggest video game market in all of Europe. So let's admit it, our relationship with Europe is set at the it's complicated status at the minute. And we are also the sixth largest gaming market worldwide. In recent years, gaming has become an increasingly enjoyable pastime, especially for the 16 to 45 age bracket and was known for being a big mental health helper throughout the pandemic when we all had to find ways of communicating with each other remotely. Table gaming has also become a massive phenomenon in the last few years with releases such as the Xbox Adaptive Controller and the Wii Flex for the Nintendo Switch and PCs, meaning disabled people can play games with their peers. So how could all of these technological advances apply to disabled sports? And why would some argue that e-games should at least be considered as a way of including more disabled people? There are 14.6 million disabled people in the UK, and although representation has got a lot better for disabled people across the media, thanks to the nearly 10-year anniversary since the 2012 Paralympics coverage, there are still problems that will need to be overcome by the gaming and disabled sports industry before any decision can be made. One of the sports that this applies to is racing, but also the likes of wheelchair basketball, wheelchair football and wheelchair rugby, where the disabled person in question has to move around a lot. But what about disabled people with higher level disabilities? Some who are unable to move their hands and legs and others who are unable to breathe without the help of a ventilator and tracheostomy tube, which would raise a health risk for anyone who wanted to take part in the sport. Electric slash wheelchair technology also isn't fast enough. So disabled people taking part in any of these games would still be disadvantaged.
the droids even added in the fact that they might have to pull over every time their ventilator comes off and might require their carers coming round with them. There may, however, be a solution for more severely disabled people to take part in a version of disabled sports. If the concept of a gaming was adopted, yes, video game developers and designers would have to brainstorm ways to create games that let you play all the games that I've previously mentioned. And whether or not they should include options for what they can choose their avatar to be even to the point of adding in accessories such as a tracheostomy tube and a ventilator. This would also apply to other sports such as wheelchair archery and others where it wouldn't realistically be safe enough for someone to fire an arrow using their mouth. But with the use of accessible technology and game design, there would be a way for people with higher level disabilities to take part in such a sport, even through the likes of touchscreens and AI. So overall, the technology does exist that will allow severely disabled people to get involved with the Commonwealth Games and other famous sporting tournaments. But there needs to be a massive discussion about how things will be run as well. We'll need to discuss how sporting tournaments find out if an actual person with a severe disability is behind an avatar, as well as ways that different disabilities are showcased in avatar form and how this could translate to the actual sport itself. But I wholeheartedly believe that if e-games are to be considered to be part of any sport in the near future, disabled sports are a good starting point so that disabled people of even higher injuries can still feel like they are part of the wider superhuman message in sport that continues to go on. So now that you've heard all of my arguments, let me ask, where do you stand on the games? Should they counted as an actual sport debate? Are you for it? or against it? And for what reasons do you come to whichever conclusion you come to? And has this episode managed to change your point of view? Well, if you would like to add your voice into this debate, you can do so by including the bottom in a review wherever you're listening to this podcast on, as well as via my PL Tech website or on my other website, bblow.com. If you are interested in watching any of my previous videos on accessible technology, you can find them by searching for PL Tech Reviews on YouTube 
And if you would also like to find some of my accessible toys and reviews, as well as my film, TV, theatre reviews and political videos, you can find all of them by searching for Cell Journalism on YouTube. And I also have another podcast called The Thiebslau Pod. Where I cover all of those topics on Phoebe's Loud Journalism and Podcast Forum, which you can subscribe to by searching for the Phoebe's Loud Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. In the next episode, I'll be giving you an audio unboxing and setups of a 14-inch M1 Pro MacBook Pro that I bought last year. And after that, you'll hear my reactions to everything that Apple announced in their September 2022 events. And then after that I'll be bringing you an episode on my thoughts of Elon Musk taking over Twitter back when all that happened in November, although he has since, as we know now, left down but stays in place at Twitter back until someone else is appointed. But anyway, thanks for listening. And please follow the podcast if you like what I'm doing. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by searching for at Thiebslau. And my Instagram handle is the real Thiebslau. You can also follow the Thiebslau sites as well by searching for PL Equities and following it if you have a WordPress account. But if you don't have a WordPress account and you don't want to set one up, you can still support everything that I do as part of that by either searching with BatPL reviews on Twitter and on Instagram or by just or by just subscribing to the YouTube channel which you can do for free but again thanks for listening and i'll talk to you all in the next one bye